Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. another episode of one of these years a special episode uh, we'll call this the emergency podcast we were supposed to do a regular podcast today ladies and gentlemen but colton got taken away and i'm of course nick bromer <laughs> along with colton pouncey some big news today out of allen park uh some not so good news today we're just gonna talk about that and we'll get into some draft stuff next week but uh colton how are we doing how are we hanging in here on a friday afternoon evening it's, i guess it's been a long day <laughs> been, been a long day busier than i expected because yeah. we did have this news so i had to kind of drop and it you had a long day yesterday too so yeah, um, but that, you know, week. that's around this time of the year. You get it. This yeah. obviously complicates some things, but uh, it's part of the news cycle. You know that happens in the NFL, and you got to be able to adjust on the fly. So we're hanging in there. Hanging in there. Moving on. Lions, however, I'm not sure how well they're hanging in there as uh, things have uh, gone from you know everything looks great, everything's amazing to news comes down today that Jameson Williams uh, will serve a six-game suspension. Two players released, Colton, Quentin Cephas, and uh, C.J. Moore. C.J. Moore and Cephas released for betting uh, on NFL games. Uh, were they on the facility when they did this, or on a facility, a facility? Is that correct? Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, And then Jamison, of course, gets suspended for non-NFL bets on a team facility. So, Colton, sort of walk us through uh, what you know here about the whole deal. Yeah, obviously, J.M.O.'s the headliner here. Um, from my understanding, I think Ian Rappaport – kind of talked about this, I guess, sometime during the season, J-Mo bet on a college game. J-Mo mm-hmm. and uh, St- Stanley Berryhill bet on some right. college football at the at the team facility, and that's a no-go. You can't do that. It's in the rule book. Um, NFL personnel is prohibited from mm-hmm. uh, from betting on whether it's an NFL game or not. You cannot bet at the team facility or any – like, not just the facility. You any can't team bet on facility, bus, yep. Anything associated with the team, you cannot place a bet from. And I'm sure that's a rule that has been explained time and time again to these guys, uh, especially after Calvin Ridley was right. suspended a year. Um, this should not be an issue. This is an entirely avoidable situation. Right. I get it. You can say, well, that's a dumb rule. Well, it's, you can say that, but it's a rule. Correct. Like, these players <laughs> should know that. And so when you're talking about a guy like Jameson Williams, who's by far the biggest name associated with this this news that came out Friday – it's disappointing. Um, he was a guy yeah, that they that's were the best way to say it. counting yeah. on. He was a guy they were counting on. He's a guy that they, um, you know, they let DJ Chark walk in free agency because this dude was ready. They drafted him twelfth overall. They trade up to get him, um, and now with the suspension being six games, seventeen of his first twenty-three games will be missed due to injury right. or this <clears throat> suspension, and that's just not what you're looking for from that type of investment in a player. So that's kind of where things are today. Um, obviously, the other names involved here. The Lions went ahead and released Quintus Cephas and C.J. Moore, a guy that they like, mm-hmm. a guy that was sort of a special teams ace for them. So that's a valuable Brutal for C.J. Moore. Jesus. God. They just brought him back. I know. So that's th- brutal. That's sort of the situation that we're looking at right now. Yeah, that's brutal. I mean, like, and it starts, and I'm glad you started it, Colton, like, because a lot of people, uh, and I understand it, in these situations, they jump immediately to, like, that's a stupid rule. And it's like, yeah, I agree. It is a stupid rule, but it is a rule, and it is a rule that you s- nailed it. 
there is not and in in the hypocrisy we can talk about that in a second um you talk to any nfl player they hammer this stuff the the gambling and the don't do it don't get involved with people who um you know maybe be shady you know and have you know rings going on the side just don't do it like they tell them at these symposiums they tell them when they're rookies all th- i think they update them every year on it it's like it's literally one of those things that's said all the time do not do this don't do it and, right like if you're in your hotel room at night watching a game don't make a bet make the bet outside do it like do it do it at yeah. you know whatever like go outside <laughs> go outside in your car or someone else's car whatever if you want to do it Go watch it at like I mean I and that's the hard part right because it's like they don't get time off they don't get time away it's not like you and me when we go on the road and you can like you're done working for the day you go out to a sports bar or whatever and if you want to do a bet they don't really do that that's not really the life of an NFL player on the road but yeah. it's a rule and that's the disappointment or the disappointing part because Jamison Williams um has been through a lot <clears throat> he's a young guy and. It's, you know, he's right at the back end of this. And it was just one of those things where you're just, the Lions, I think, were so paranoid. And rightly so, because he is a young guy who does, I think, like to kind of do things his own way, we'll say. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, because I think he's a kid who likes football an awful lot. And he's, when you talk to people who really know him, he's a hard worker. And he wants this really bad, uh, really, really bad. Sometimes almost too bad, and then he likes to do things his own way, and he thinks he's invincible. And I've seen kids like this, and they unfortunately sometimes need that, like, crack on the head to wake up. And this is a hard lesson, man, because I saw also Colton, he's losing, like, $6 million here, right, in the signing bonus. It's a decent chunk, yeah. This is tough. Um, this is a tough deal for him. I don't know what your thoughts really- on this, because I we've seen guys like this, right, come up over the years. Sometimes they figure it out, sometimes they don't, but... Yeah, lessons have to be learned here. Yeah, it seems like for me, like kind of screams some maturity issues. Hundred um, percent. Just got to grow up. Got to grow up, right? And you hope, I guess, this is a wake up call, but it's also, you know, didn't have to get to this point. No, <laughs> you no, know, right. To your point, sadly, where you're no. Six games exactly. Yeah. In your second season, that's supposed to be important for your development because you missed all basically all of your first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lions again, they had these massive expectations for him. You heard Brad Holmes at the combine say. You know how much we how much they love Jameson Williams, but also this is a two way street. Like we'll do everything mm-hmm. we can to bring you along, but you also have to do the same. And those comments, like at the times people <laughs> yeah. question them, uh, I didn't well, really personally read too much into it. But I mean, they they ring a little. Look at them now, yeah, there. right. <laughs> I think so. so. Brad Holmes, man, what a savvy yeah. talker that um, guy is. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And even dude, I mean, bro, even like Thursday. Uh, I think Justin Rogers asked Brad about Jameson Williams, like if he's uh-huh. at the building, at the facility. Yeah. And he goes, oh, uh, yeah, he was in here yesterday. Four, it was like four words. <laughs> like That's all he said uh, about him. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, so maybe that settles that. But apparently, right. maybe that nope. was just him trying you know, not to dive into that JMO conversation a day early. Uh, which is yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it definitely but, looks like I it mean, was an NFL investigation, right? It was like multiple, a couple teams involved, not a lot. There's a player from the Commanders and then, uh, yeah, four Lions players. And by the way, it wasn't just four Lions players. Um, we were told that four team employees in various departments, it seems like mm-hmm. it was more on the business side of things, were also fired sometime in March for right. violating the league's gambling policy. So now you're talking about eight people, eight in, eight people in your uh, football facility, NFL personnel, that 
have violated this policy right. and that you either had to fire or cut or suspend, which is just so that's sort of unacceptable. It is unacceptable. <laughs> like, I don't know how it gets to that point. Um, I don't know what that speaks to. If it's something getting lost in translation, that feels maybe hard to understand because of how often they preach like, hey, man, the number one thing you cannot do is like bet on games or, you know, bet at yeah. the facility. That seems like something they hammer home. And yet you still have eight individuals involved in a situation yeah. like this when there's really no reason for that. So that to me kind of, yeah, I, you know, sounded off some alarms. Uh, yeah, I don't want to issue. And right. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't want to speak. Up. Did Washington have anybody like that go? Did staffers go from there? Did you see? Just one player. I don't yeah. think any so, staffers. So maybe I don't want to like speak out of turn or just guess on this because I don't know. But like, I, I'm not, I'm wondering if like the Lions had just more instances of this, especially in the business side. So they just flagged more attention to the NFL and they got zeroed in on because, you know, my understanding is that at least one of these guys was in a hotel bed and he made a bet on a Saturday night before a game and that was it. That's what happened. So that's a team facility. And that's like one of these things where you're like, you can't tell me that there's not <laughs> more than one or two players in the NFL last season. Oh, I'm sorry, five. More than five players in the NFL last season who on a Saturday night in their hotel made a bet on a sporting event. Like there are we'll more say, that okay? just haven't come out. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I'm curious about. I'm curious about if this was a one-off. I'm curious about if this was like, these teams have had more egregious, uh, you know, like rule breakers. So we made the example of them to sound the alarm for the rest of the league. You know, because I, I, you guys, I immediately started to get that too. Like, why is it always the Lions, right? Like, why? You can't tell me that there's not more teams that have had this happen. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't know if there was more teams that had four players, you know, that were doing this. That's a lot. And that's a two, lot. Two guys, Colton, that were betting on NFL games, which is like the ultimate. What the hell are you doing? You cannot do that. Like yeah. the Jameson thing and the uh, Stanley Berryhill thing, that's one thing. And that's the, you know, we, we could talk about the hypocrisy or the hypocrisy of the league and how the rules should change and how, look, a guy should be able to sit on his sit in his hotel bed at 11 o'clock at night and make a bet on a game that has nothing to do with his life. But, I mean, whatever. That's the rule, whatever. That's for another, that's another conversation for another day. But like betting on an NFL game, Jesus, like that's not. And that's where it's like, what are we doing here? Okay, yeah, guys, absolutely. like, are we hammering enough home? Are we, are you doing enough? And I think that if you're the Lions, maybe that's a question you have to ask. Are you doing enough for everybody to make sure that's being taken care of in some of these? What the hell's that? Like, what? you can't have that. I mean, it, that's not good. No. Um, I was looking at the gambling policy, and I don't know how current this is. I'm seeing it from 2018, but it does say there's a section in the NFL's gambling policy that says gambling in the workplace. NFL personnel should not engage in any form of gambling while in any club or league setting, including, without limitation, locker rooms, practice or office facilities, team buses, trains, flights, or hotels, or while traveling on club or league business. Trains. Um, so that's a, <laughs> that covers a lot. Yeah. So that covers like every sure waking was... moment of a road trip. Like, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, like... So I'm not sure if it was like maybe he was in the locker room just doing it or maybe it was something as yeah, simple yeah, as like yeah. at the team hotel. Like the I don't know which one Jameson but, was doing. I don't know what his exact right. circumstance was, but I know it doesn't really matter them, because yeah. that, that rule no, should be right. outlined for players and yeah. he broke the rule. And yeah. like that's the bottom line here. And so in terms of where Jamo goes from here, mm -hmm. he can still be around the team facility. Like he's he's in the building, was was working out with, with guys yesterday. Yeah, um, He can continue doing that. <clears throat> even throughout the preseason where right. 
his suspension begins is on the final day of, of roster cuts. And that should be sometime in September before the season. That would be when his suspension begins. Um, and that will last six games. Mm-hmm. But after the third game, JMO can JMO and Stick Stanley Berryhill can return to the practice. facility. Yeah. They cannot practice. No. Oh, workout. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. They can they can only be around the facility. They can't practice until their suspension has been served full. Got it, got so, it. So that's sort of the update there. It's I guess in some ways it's nice that it wasn't a full suspension. He can't be around the team for right. any of the offseason workouts. But it's still like, man, that's <sighs> six six games of a year where you expect to be competitive and you're losing one of your most talented players in terms of what he what he brings to the table in terms of speed, explosiveness, what Ben Johnson can use him for in this offense, the ways that he talks about him. You're you're gonna miss that guy. His presence will be missed in that room, especially when you don't have TJ Chark either. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about that's why you let what, him go. What does the wide receiver room look like? Yeah. It's like you've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a very productive receiver, one of the best in football, but he's not like a burner, right? Mm-hmm. Then you've got Marvin Jones, who is getting up there in age. You've got Josh Reynolds, who's like, you know, a solid player, but nothing spectacular. Uh, and then you've got Khalif Raymond. And like that's your wide receiver room basically right now. You got some other bodies, but that's your top four. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll ask you this. Because of this news, how much do you pivot in terms of the draft and what you do there. Oh yeah, um, no, I definitely would think about it. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it in the first round, but I would definitely think about getting in there in the second all of a sudden. And I would definitely mm-hmm. reconsider what I've been saying this whole time about like what I trade up for Will Anderson, what I try to spend more assets. Because yeah, I mean, because it's two parts. You need to get yourself right in the first six games and be at full strength if you're trying to make the playoffs and win the division. And we are now, like you said, Colton, it'll be 16 of 23 or whatever the number is, 17 of 23, uh, of a first-round pick of his first two years that he's done nothing. Yeah. We're going to be into October, November of his second year, and he'll have done nothing <laughs> in the NFL. So, And I know that he could come out there and train, and he better come out there in training camp, buddy, and look like Tyreek Hill. Like, he better walk on that field with the first day they put pads on and look like a dude. When they go scrimmage yeah. somebody... That we better be, you know, and you guys will be there. You, it better be James. They couldn't cover Jamison Williams, because mm-hmm. the other part of this, and I thought, and I was, you, you said something I didn't realize, that I thought he was going to be able to come back and have like a couple of weeks to practice with the team before he was able to return to the field. When I'm not sure if that's the case. So no, he's gonna now look at what happened last year. Okay. At the end of the year, was he was he not upset that he wasn't getting any targets because he didn't have any practice time with Goff? <laughs> and if he's not yeah. out there repping with Goff, Goff's not going to throw him the ball. So, like, Jamison Williams has to have the training camp of his life. <laughs> that's, I think, kind of what I where we're at with it. It it that's unfortunate because I feel like there was already a ton of pressure on him already. Right? He was. We were already talking about this, you and me, like. A couple weeks ago, like, man, when they get back out there, he's really going to need to go. It, we're going to need to see it from him. It can't be like dawdling time, right? Like it was with Okuda when he came back off injury. Has to go. Mm-hmm. So now this, man, I don't know. This is tough. Tough, tough. It, it's very tough. And I don't know. Like I'm looking at the draft. I'm looking at some options in the second or third. Yeah, and I think that makes some third. sense if you want to. I think you might want to. I don't know if you – yeah, I don't know if you change your full like board – based on like your wide receiver needs. I'm sure they're already looking at that position anyway. Right. I just don't know at what point do you kind of go higher than you expected to go with that position and like what exactly are you looking for? Because we've talked about them probably needing like a long-term X receiver. 
Um, so a bigger body guy, there are some options that you can get like a Cedric Tillman or yeah. AT Perry or, you know, some other dudes out there. But I wonder how much you sacrifice that and you're looking for speed to replace JMO. <laughs> I don't know if you're you take say flowers or Josh Downs flowers or, or Hyatt, <laughs> right. Hyatt from Tennessee. Like if you're ready to go and you think you're ready to go, like those guys are ready to go. Like that's, I you know so. what I mean? They yeah, can help you now. hundred percent. And, and Colton, you know this, we agree on this. And I just got done talking about this for a story I'm doing later in the week or the weekend. Like the board is going to push those receivers down. I just tweeted about this. There's not going to be a run of guys go in the top 20. If you want to get a good receiver in the thirties, forties, fifties, you absolutely can. Like that's absolutely on the yeah. table. We hadn't thought about it much for them, but like you said, they still need an X long term. And they probably could, you know, and you could probably make the argument because Jamison hasn't proven anything that uh, they need a, like, X slash Z who can do both. You know, like another weapon, another guy. Because... A versatile guy, yeah. How can you count on him right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. How can you count on him? I mean, well, even... I don't know how you can. Yeah. Even going into the season, we weren't sure what they were going to get out of him. Like like you said, maybe we yeah. were putting too much expectation too many expectations on him right for his second season coming off a torn acl so it's like like dj chark was a good receiver man mm-hmm. like he was dependable like him and golf had that connection downfield and we saw that in training camp and when he finally got healthy towards the end of the year you saw it on the field so you let a guy like that go plug in jmo on paper makes a ton of sense right yeah uh, yeah but you know maybe jmo is not maybe he doesn't have the connection with with golf maybe you know, he's not ready for that full workload. Like, maybe that's going to come along slower because these guys develop on their own pace. So exactly. you already had that that, you're, that was working against you, potentially. Now you're going to be without the dude for six games, and you got to rely on other people to kind of step up in his absence. And that hurts your offense. And all offseason, I've been talking about how do you avoid offensive regression? Do you bring in other guys? You already kept Ben Johnson. That's good. What can you add at certain skill positions, whether it's tight end, running back, wide receiver now, uh, to kind of prevent that from happening? And a lot of people would tell me, oh, we don't need to add like a, a Bijan in the first or a tight end in the first or second. We have JMO coming, and that's like getting an extra first round pick. And sure, on paper, but again, he has to go out on the field and prove it. And now you have this wrench kind of thrown into that plan. So I do wonder if they target a wide receiver a little earlier than they were probably um, expecting heading into next week's draft. So certainly a question, certainly something to monitor. Um, and they'll have some options, but, but man, like ideally you wouldn't have to worry about this and you can just. Be, Focus on prepping your board and putting the fin- finishing touches on that um, after an offseason of so much work where you have this this capital, five picks in the top 81 to kind of reshape right. your offseason. Yeah, that's the disappointment Help you win part. now. Yeah. And now you have to kind of change those plans potentially because of something that could have easily been avoided. You know, I don't know how much it changes their math. Maybe it changes it a lot. Um, it, but might, it might not. but It might yeah. not at all. But, you know, I do think that it's at least something that they have to look at. It's at least something that they have to look at, and you have to. And then now it just ups your risk, I guess, because you know Jamison was a calculated risk to begin with, right? He was a guy that they traded up for, yeah. and he was hurt, like you said. And it's like, you know, that when you take a guy that's hurt like that, um, so much of the evaluation is like, hey, can he mentally handle sitting out eleven months or whatever? Can he mentally do that? That's horribly hard. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, to just sit out. And, like, it's been super difficult for him. I don't know where they go from here in the offseason. You know, they're, they're around here for a minute, at least. They're, are they here through May? They're, the guys, at least. They've got they've got OTAs, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'm almost wondering, like, 
God, can he go live with like St. Brown in July or something like that? <laughs> Just live in Honestly. this like spare bedroom? Like, because it feels like to me, and I don't know this, I don't know every detail, but like, feels like to me, James Williams, pretty quiet guy, keeps to himself, has his own set of friends and people that he trusts, and as a young kid, and like, was away from the team in so many situations last year, wasn't playing, but you know, he was there, but he wasn't. Um, hmm. I think that's pretty easy to fall off the you know, fall, fall out of the uh, whatever, of the groove of everything else. And it's easy to sort of have those types of things happen. I think we see that a lot with guys who make mistakes like that. It's like sometimes it happens when they're rehabbing an injury or they're frustrated or it's whatever, you know, and they just don't care one day or whatever it is. So it sucks. Yeah. But I don't want people to like also think that this is a shithead or something that's like irredeemable and is like, because that is not the case. I don't think at all. I think he's just a super young kid who I guess we'll see how much they're willing to keep riding the risk for. I hope he can grind it out. I think he probably can. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many times a guy like this has to get, you know, wrapped on the head before he wakes up and realizes everything is as fragile as it is. And maybe this is what he needs. And if this is what he needs and he takes off and you get him motivated, like, if he has a great camp, Colton, and golf remembers that, and then you get a motivated Jameson Williams coming back after six weeks... He's going to know that, and it's going to be a different deal. So hopefully that's what we see, you know, for their sake. I don't know. I mean, but that's kind of the rub here right now. Yeah, I mean, you hope that's that seems like the best-case scenario in a situation like this, that it kind of, you know, flips a switch, turns a light on, whatever, up, up there. Um, right. And you hope that, you know, you do see his best football, and he comes out in training camp, and he balls out, and he looks like the player that you drafted 12th overall, and yeah. you you can't wait for him to get back on the field. And that's I think that's probably the best-case scenario in a situation like this. But yeah. Like, regardless if that happens or not, I think this kind of turns up the heat on him. Um, it does. They, they've been so patient with him, yep. right? Like, he was trying to rush his way back to the field, like, yep. maybe even training camp last year. And they bent um, and did some things that I think that they probably wanted, right? And sometimes where it's like, hey, we'll make you comfortable. Mm-hmm. We'll do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they, they were patient with him. They said, look, man, like, you're not ready. We'll bring you along when you're ready. Even Brad Holmes said, like, I wasn't even expecting him to play and. 2022 like I was always looking at kind of 2023 as that season where he would help us and the fact that he played six games and got some experience and got his feet wet a little bit I think that probably helped him and you hope that he could take that little bit of playing time and that hunger that he still had from not getting those touches that he would use that and fuel it and you know come back in 2023 ready to go but now it's like okay we were patient with you last year because you were you were injured we had these high expectations for you this year and now you went and did something that stupid really mm-hmm. that got yourself suspended and you're young, and we we understand that. But at the same time, man, like it's time to go. Like our roster is, is built to, to win, and if, yep. if you're not going to be here to help us, then like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So you're either you're either all in with us, or you got to figure out like how you get past this and what you need to do to kind of yeah. evolve into an NFL player and have that mindset. You know, so he and hasn't I, done that yet. He's he has not. Do it. I think the good news, best news, the only good news out of this uh, is that like the Lions have a locker room that's not going to put up with that bullshit, and um. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't turn a corner, uh, <laughs> it's going to be only him to blame. You know what I mean? Like, they're just going to run his ass out. It won't be. That's how mm-hmm. it'll go. They're not. They do. They have a good room. It's not going to put up with it. They're not going to give up on anybody. But if you burn them a second time, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that's kind of the deal here. Hey, we've been patient with you. We understand that you've been through some things. But now we really need to see it. And now, in some ways, maybe that is a good thing for him. Because I think we needed to see it anyway. I think we needed to see... The guy that we thought they were getting when they drafted him from the minute he walked on the field in camp anyway. Because if we didn't see that, 
you and me and everybody else out there were going to be writing like, this does not look good. <laughs> like, and it would have yeah. been, you know, so, hey, good. Let's see it now, man. Like, I, I think that that's the best. The only thing you can take redeemable out of it is that he didn't lose the whole season and that maybe it'll piss him off and he'll get fired up. And if he wasn't already, right, I don't think we're going to see an appeal here. I haven't heard anything from anybody that suggests that that's going to happen. Maybe for the guys that got out for the whole season, but they're not here anymore. So I don't really know yeah. what's going to happen there. But for Jameson, I think he just takes it and moves on. Did you get? Yeah. A, are we getting Alexa talking in the background there? Yeah, Alexa keeps interrupting this podcast so rudely. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I, I do kind of wonder how the locker room feels about this. And, you know, obviously yeah, he sure wasn't they're the frustrated, involved. Yeah, right. He yep. wasn't the only one involved. Like there were three receivers in, in that group that were involved. Right. Moore is a guy that's been around, so it's like you guys should know better. But also for a guy like Jamo, that he was the one that was supposed to help them, right? Like, mm-hmm. what does Amara St. Brown think about mm. this news? I I gotta wonder. Golf? Um, What's he think? You know? What does Golf think? Yeah. I mean, there's some, <laughs> Jeez. I mean, even like Khalif Raymond and and you know Josh yeah Williams, like, like those dudes are all like those high guys. character guys so Taylor like, Decker they're not going to put up with that man yeah yeah they're really not no. and I'm, I wonder if they're like man could we have done something different or like man or you know do they think he's I selfish agree. in any way I wonder what's going on through their heads and maybe we'll get a chance to talk to them yeah that's a good point I, I bet yeah that's a really good question I don't want to speak for him but I'll bet by and large they're they're frustrated I'll bet you even like guys like Sewell and you know and Aiden who are young too. It's like, they're probably yeah. frustrated too, because it's like, we're not going to quit on you, man. But like, come on. Like, we all yeah. go through, we all get told not to do this. It's like, it's something that we all get told, <laughs> and we all laugh at it that it's stupid, but we're not going to do it and like risk our lives here, you know, like in so right. many ways as a player. I don't know. I mm-hmm. guess we'll see where it goes. Um, but I think we'll wrap it up here today. We're not going to go long uh, next week, because um, it is a Friday night here almost. So <laughs> next week, I think maybe Monday or Tuesday. We'll come back uh, before the draft, and we'll just do a full draft preview. We also have a mock draft coming out, yeah, at one point here before all is said yep. and done. <laughs> yeah. We'll have so much going on. I, I dropped a top fifty big board today that got way overshadowed by everything that happened. So thanks. Jamal. I think we need to just let stuff simmer for the weekend, and then maybe we'll come back Monday and see what's going on. But like, yeah, yeah. it's that time of year, man. A lot of stuff happening. Absolutely, a lot of plates. And then it's it's also the time of year. We were talking before the, the show started. I tweeted the other day how my wrist excursion con- continues. And I found that out this week. I found that yeah. out in the middle of the draft. And it's like, come on, man. Could you have told me that in Scooters. May? Could you have told me that in like... <laughs> could you, in two weeks, I'd have been like, great. I'll take three weeks off. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, But could yeah. you have just... Anyway, that's, how, that's our last winding session for the day. We hope everybody has a great weekend. And uh, hang in there. There could be better days ahead for the Lions. They're still in good shape. And we'll talk they about still are, that. and that's important to note. Yeah. That's important to note because, like, Jamo hurts, yes, and we've yeah. we've talked about that a lot. But honestly, like, this team is very competitive. They built a good roster in place. Like, mm-hmm. we saw the way they finished last year. They did that basically without Jamo. So, like, yes, I don't think this changes a ton. It hurts you a bit in the short term, but long term, this team's still on a good trajectory. That's important to note in the midst of this conversation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think we'll leave it there for this week, and we'll come back next week and uh, break it all down for you. So in the meantime, take care of each other, and we'll uh, talk to you soon.